Hello everyone, I am Kayleigh Atkinson, your current Mrs. Galaxy UK 2019-20 to 20. and today we are discussing body confidence, not just on but also off the stage. You're listening to Mummy is Doing a Beauty Pageant podcast with your host Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and Mummy to one amazing little girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a shout on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello. Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. I'm not in my pyjamas. This is revelation I'm always in my pajamas recording these things and today I'm I'm still in like the uncomfy jeans and like I've still got a bra on and things this is this is weird it's like I'm dressed up oh well thank you for having me but I am definitely in my pajamas so I'm pleased you can't see me (laughs) (laughs) this is why I love the no video bit like sometimes it's nice to like get dressed up for the whole video thing but I'm I'm not. I actually, I did record a video earlier today for my work YouTube channel about how I was going to take a couple of months off the video production because it takes up so much time. Um, and a big part of that is doing like hair and makeup for the video. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. Just, but you've got to kind of look decent, haven't you? If you're going to, you're going to stick it out there on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't, don't want to be in your pajamas. Yeah. And people watch their social media on their TV as well now, particularly yeah. YouTube. Like uh, we've got Apple Big TV. Big screen. Yeah, it's an app. <laughs> I watch back my YouTube channel on the big screen sometimes to just sort of see how the background works and is it filling the screen properly and things. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I put makeup on. Like I know that that was a bad like red skin day or something like that. And I'm like, oh. I'm, see, it sounds like, it sounds like a bit of a task, this video making thing. It's it's a lot of work and I get so much more and I have other people say they get so much more from my podcast that I do for work. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that. Well, I really like a podcast because I work in mental health and um, I work with children who have a lot of um, neurodevelopmental disorders. So, you know, autism, ADHD, and they find reading really, really hard. So podcasts, they often listen to um even for like school learning and things as well like just general reading is hard for them so podcasts I think are like the way forward for stuff like that kind of includes everyone a little bit on the go at school that kind of thing and I love audio books podcasts yeah definitely dyslexic and there's exactly I want to read and I just wouldn't get through them I mean I've got three physical books on the go at Mm -hmm. the moment and Mm -hmm. then one audio book that I'm listening to and the physical books are just such a drudge, but they weren't available on audio. And I was like, do uh, you want to read these three books? Um, so I'm like, a chapter, a chapter a week at a push. 
if I'm lucky, <laughs> one of them, think, and then I jump to the next one, and it's, oh, it's not a very practical way of doing it, if I'm honest. Well, everyone's just so busy nowadays as well, aren't they? Like, everyone's on, like, does things on the go all of the time. You don't have a lot of time just to sit and chill and read a book, so stick the podcast on, and you can just be pottering on doing other stuff as well, can't you? Yeah. So when I... I, when I competed before, I had a blog called The Beauty Queen Diaries, and it took me uh-huh. so long, even if I didn't write the article, even if it was an article that someone submitted and I edited it and put it up. Yeah. It was just taking so long, and I was finding it stressful. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I looked at trying to put a collaboration of people together to run the blog because it was picking up like good traction. It was obviously interest in the yeah. um, mm-hmm. UK pageantry scene. And this was a few years ago, and it just keeps exploding year on year. But I definitely felt like the podcast just connected with my skill set a bit more and allowed that sort of bit more natural interaction. But also, pageant ladies, we're busy. Yeah, that is it. We haven't got time to sit down and read all the time. So, yeah, it's made life so much easier. So we've already digressed. I did say, (laughs) I I warned you this would happen. We were already off topic, completely off topic. I seem to have like a, a catchphrase of that's a whole episode in itself because <laughs> you end up with all these different episodes and we're like oh we should do an episode on this I listen back to interviews and write out all my ideas for other episodes um I did a whole campaign uh hash well I just launched a whole campaign called hashtag real face of pageantry and that came out of an, the very first interview that I recorded for the podcast so there's a video that's oh. out now um talking about showing the the face that isn't just uh, the makeup face and the beautiful headshot that we show yeah. the sweaty gym selfies and the stuffing the charity bags at 5am and all that all those bits of the work the fact that yeah. we're going into like somewhere with a mirror so that we can practice our walks and somewhere with a practice like our feet feet are bleeding breaking in our shoes those like all the bits that make up pageantry <laughs> and the appearance work not just the beautiful headshots which are lovely I'm trying to book in my new ones, but um, <laughs> that's not that for me is not the, necessarily just the real face of pageantries, and that came definitely out not of an interview. Um, yeah, so, like, the gold dust for content for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did something similar when I um, did the lead up to Galaxy was hashtag Everybody is Beautiful, yeah. and it was about um, sort of the whole you know you don't you don't always need the full face of makeup of lovely as them glam photos are exactly what you've just said but it's about what's real in the person and what makes that galaxy queen what makes that pageant girl it's not just about all about the looks I suppose which all of our pageant girls know that's the thing I think I think in pageantry now we've got that down to a T a little bit it's just about widening it so in the UK I feel like we've got a good handle on that kind of stuff I just think it's elsewhere or outside of pageantry looking in they don't have a good handle on what is a pageant girl yeah that's what we need to yeah Yeah. there's a tag at the end of the video um and it says uh i put it on the youtube channel so check the show notes now there should be a link for the video for any of you that listening that haven't seen the real face of pageantry video yet um and in that it says you never know who you're inspiring um, and I'm basically trying to rally up pageant girls to put yeah. out and talk more about everything that's involved in pageantry because you do yeah. never know who you're inspiring and who you're motivating after their dreams and things. So, right, oh, I love we that. Have, we haven't even got to question one yet. I know. 
So what happens when you get two that are really talkative? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very dangerous, very dangerous. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit about um, what, how you started in pageantry? What drew you into it and where you are now, what you're doing at the moment with pageantry? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a um, weird story because I didn't know anything about pageantry. Um, and it will have been, oh, I think it's four years ago now, I am... Um, I have always, always, always been overweight um, or felt very overweight from being little, um, probably toddler age, to be fair, and always grown up feeling like I needed and wanted to lose weight. So, um, like I said, about four years ago, that is the mission that I went on. Uh, it's always been my New Year's resolution every year from from whenever I can remember um, to one. lose weight. Yeah, the classic one, need to lose weight. That's that's the one, and it just rolled over every year. Um, but I finally did it, and I finally lost um, fifty six pounds. Was was my kind of final win. And I just remember um, wanting to shout really loud and proud that I'd lost all this weight and I wanted to inspire other people to do it. Mm. But actually, when I was doing that and I was shouting loud and proud about all this weight loss, something was still missing and I didn't feel right. Mm. And in myself, I still didn't feel happy. So I kind of felt a little bit hypocritical. And I entered um, a pageant, I entered Galaxy actually, um, to kind of share that, that, if, if you want to follow your dream and achieve what you want to achieve, you can. But something was missing still. Yeah. So I entered Galaxy and I did come fourth runner-up, um, like I said, three years ago that would have been. And then I took a year out to kind of figure out what I really wanted and why wasn't I happy, yet I was sharing all this ex- positive experience, but something was still missing. Mm. And actually um, what I found was that I was probably losing weight because I felt like I had to and I felt like that is what society wanted me to do. Um, And I had to fit in this box and I was so focused on BMI at this point. Um, And I still wasn't at my BMI yet. I was so thin. Um, And it really upset me that I went into the doctors one day and they didn't say, well, well done or nothing like that. It was, oh, well, you're still overweight. And I just thought, you that that could be so damaging to someone. So I kind of went on a little um, journey of self-discovery, really. And that sort of been my campaign into um, Galaxy last year. Well, this year when I won in March. So a bit random, really. It's, it's been very inspiring. I mean, it's so I went on, I came 2013, was really over it. I can still pinpoint the two things as it was towards the end of junior school um, but my junior school went to year eight. So I think it was year six or year seven. Um, so last year of junior school, first year of secondary for a lot of people. Um, and it was a girl, I was sat on a bench in the changing rooms that we used for swimwear. So like swim, say swimwear like it was a pageant that we put our swimming <laughs> costumes on in. And then we had different changing rooms for some reason for, the swim, for if we were going swimming, if we were not. And still can picture it and still feel that room around me. And this girl saying to me, wow, you're really fat, aren't you? Now, I was sat down and I was a kid who had rolls of skin, but that was it. It stuck with me. And I was really tall. So I already felt big because I was so much taller Uh, than everyone else. And so that connected. The irony being is that girl that said that was actually overweight. And I look Uh, at old school pictures now. And so I know why she said it. She was suddenly that her insecurities were playing out. But at mm -hmm. the time, that's all that's all I heard is I was fat. And then the other one was my dad, actually. And bless him, there's not a malicious bone in my dad's body, but um, 
you can say the wrong thing sometimes. <laughs> uh, we were in a chip shop and the chip guy and the guy serving us up north, serving us and said, um, wow, she's tall, isn't she? Or something along those lines. Like I'm five foot 11 and I grew when I, quickly when I was young. Um, and, and dad said something along the lines of, yes, if she'd stopped eating, we could have made some money out of her or she could make some money modeling if she didn't eat so much, something along those lines. Um, and so not only did that give me body issues, but also I then had in my head that only skinny people make money. And that was something I only came to a couple of years ago. Uh, no, not even that, maybe like 18 months ago that I'd always thought, because um, I'm an entrepreneur and I have my own businesses and things, that I was never, I could never view myself as successful if I w- wasn't skinny. <laughs> it's crazy how something like that can trigger that, that thought, isn't it? It's nuts. You just end up with these really bizarre concepts. And I I, yeah. I had terrible weight issues, like really bad eating habits, really bad like binge exercise habits and I just would do crazy things and this and that. Um, and just nothing ever kind of worked. And it wasn't until my yeah. mom got sick that I was like, oh, I want to be healthy. I'm sod the weight loss. I can't be bothered with that anymore. I'm going to be healthy. And went on this big health drive and started to like actually read my food and look at what was in it and not the calories, but the sugar and the chemicals more than anything else. And <laughs> you know what? All the weight fell off. Wow. <laughs> like the irony crazy yeah um, the moment you give up it's like people get pregnant the moment they stop trying to get pregnant um or is they, the moment it happens yeah, it's the moment it happens and yeah it was with the weight but I think the the bonus where you're talking about that thing was missing I didn't get that because I was inspired by by my the fact that I had finally achieved this weight loss and I'd learn about the fitness industry it taught me Mm -hmm. to learn and therefore I also learned what the whole was and learned about achieving my goals and having a positive Mm -hmm. life and so it was actually my fitness journey although the getting fit wasn't my whole being filled (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know what I mean yeah 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 the getting fit wasn't my answer it was what I learned from that experience that I then applied to other areas of my life and have continued to whenever I set goals it's how I break a goal down and stuff that's what's got that's what motivated me and things and I actually do really have realized I love fitness not not sports oh um, definitely not <laughs> no hand-eye coordination it's like just no no not a sports person not naturally sporty at all but I love I love weightlifting I love picking up heavy things and putting it down and I love testing my body to be able to do crazy stuff like jumping over big boxes and those kind of things. I like all that crazy stuff. Um, See, I just have no motivation for exercise in the slightest. I try so much. I'm a member of a gym. My best friend tells me to go with her every night. I think she goes twice a day and I'm just like, what? I can't even, I can't do that. I can't even commit myself to one hour a week. (laughs) Oh, so I did, when I did the, pageant podcast interview he asks you at the end what superpower do you like and I stuck with my like time out I'd like to be able to freeze time but the other one that I would also like to have um is the mind crazy mindset of a guy called um Matt Fraser um who is the his title is like the fittest fittest man on earth um and he wins he has won the CrossFit games four at least four times 
and the crossfit wow. iconic and and i mean they don't just train twice i'm saying it's crazy to train twice a day they train all day like all day and but his mental mindset for achieving what he wants to achieve that is a superpower like he is a superhero as far as i'm concerned and that is the other superpower i'd like to have whether it's for fitness or whatever it is you want to do in life but that mental i'm going for this like and he Oh, you listen to interviews with him and it's crazy. I hope I'm saying his name right. I will link him in the show notes. <laughs> <Hope if so. laughs> Maybe though, if, if I was getting paid to exercise all day, that might be a bit more of a motivator. <laughs> he, but he wasn't to start with. He had to yeah, do that around a job. And then true. once he's successful, he's doing it. And I mean, it, he's insane. Like if he spots any weakness mm. in his performance, um, he he fixes it even if he doesn't necessarily need it to win like if you do really well in lots of areas you can get through without being brilliant in all areas and he's like mm, I want yeah. to in all areas and he goes yeah. after it like couldn't swim very well and they kept throwing these swimming challenges they did that um so I always try and approach my pageant prep like that yeah yeah I could just be really good at x y and z and not worry about b but I don't I want to be good at all of it not perfect because yeah. that doesn't exist but no but you want to kind of nail what what you've set out to do don't you yeah and it's another reason I love galaxy because it's an all body shape and size system yeah um, the galaxy body and I'm going to do a future episode or it might have aired before this one goes out actually there is an episode coming up called my galaxy body where I want to talk about more about what I'm trying to achieve because it's my I've decided what I want my galaxy body to look like no one else well yeah that's it everybody's different isn't it like for for me I've never sat down and asked myself in the whole 25 years of being alive like what do you want Kaylee like what what are you going to be happy with I just had in my head what I should be and that was definitely the difference when I did it this time and won yeah and acceptance accepting that everybody's different some people do want like Nadine is absolutely insane like she loves the gym she was um fourth runner up um at Galaxy when I did it and like she's so beautiful physically Mm. that me and her complete opposites in 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 that respect but both equally amazing in different ways and it's just about you as a person like what do you want Mm. So last time I competed, the the last few weeks before Galaxy, I dropped out a lot of my weightlifting, which is my one of my favorite things. Yeah, my fa- I'd say it's my favorite area of fitness is the weightlifting side of stuff things. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I was worried a lot about having too much definition and being too muscly. And I uh... upped the cardio. I was doing like a thousand calorie burns on the cross trainer and not spending as much time doing the weightlifting only for like the last couple of weeks and things um and trust me I ate a lot to make up for that thousand calorie I'd rather eat more, and work out more. <laughs> um I love my food um but yeah went sort of crazy for it and then there was a lady in power pageants a couple of years later I think she might Sarah. She one of the national title holders now but she's very strong yeah. looking is it Sarah who was the yes, um, Olympic it. champion? Yes, mm-hmm. that was it. That was it. And I was suddenly like, well, sod this cardio for a laugh. I'm going to go yeah. as muscly as She's I want. She's insane. Yeah, what an inspiration. A... a completely different view of pageantry in itself. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to go with the body I want this time. I'm not going to feel like I have to 
do a no. cardio and get rid of the definition because I love my definition and that's definitely my like gym motivation above everything else so um, and the thing is that's what then makes you confident mm-hmm. so if if having that definition is what makes you confident then great for 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 me Sarah's figure is insane like the amount of hard work I look at her and think wow that's hard (laughs) because the amount of hard work she must have to put in that gym which she loves and that's her job as well and but for me I wouldn't feel confident like that but she wouldn't feel confident with my body either so it's just about what makes you that confident person Mm. that's amazing a lot of women I speak to state they enter their first pageant to gain confidence and that it worked mm-hmm. that getting up on there and I, I say that's the swimwear round is often so much more for the competitor than the the audience or the judges because that's that is actually the round that gave me the most confidence it's like holding, yeah. but to be when you hold a spider if you're scared of spiders which I'm not doing I'll get on stage <laughs> I'd rather get on stage naked to be honest than hold a spider um but it's that face your fear get on stage in a bikini and everything everything after that seems easier um yeah <laughs> hilarious but why do you why do you think that a lot of women find pageants help them gain that confidence that they've been looking for I think it's because when you enter a pageant you become enrolled in like this community like an online community that's so virtual that you don't think exists until you're in it and it's really hard to explain to someone that's not in pageantry or not in pageant land because it's just this community of girls and women that are so helpful and inspiring to each other and we really encourage each other so much that it's not really real life because if you go into work or you know you join a social club of some sort you get a bit of support and you get that group support, but it's nothing like the empowerment of pageantry and the pageant mm-hmm. girls because it's everyone. It's, it's their friends. It's their mum that comes and watch. It's their nana. Everyone's in group chats. Everyone's meeting up at different events. And it really is this massive sense of community that just uplifts anyone that walks into it. No matter who you are, what you look like, you are just so instantly accepted. It's yeah. just incredible, really. I I absolutely love it. I mean, it's it has. There's I've I don't want to say it was just pageantry that's helped me change my life, but it definitely has been a massive part of it. Over yeah, where are we? Six mm-hmm. years. So 2013 was my my dark darkest period to date, um, and have no intention of going back. <laughs> so it will be my darkest period ever, um, and ev- everything is up from that. Um, and pageantry kind of pulled together so much of what I was trying to achieve, be it that. I was better at, I use it as my kind of motivation to stay healthy because I want to achieve a certain look by a certain deadline. But yeah, like yeah. I said, that look is my personal choice. Yeah. Not being inflicted on me by the pageant industry. No. I am choosing what I want to look like this time around. Um, and I still, I want to say I felt like I had, I didn't feel like I had to achieve a certain look for pageantry last time. I just felt muscle definition didn't fall into any of the categories and now yeah thanks to seeing Sarah win um I was like yeah do what I want now then <laughs> not what I <laughs> yeah, want definitely with my, bo- with my own body and um, before competing and um, many people dread the swimwear around like that's normally the the terrifying one but like I said it's often the most confident sort of confidence building how did you feel before you did your first swimwear and how did you feel after it Uh, I was absolutely bricking it. (laughs) 
I just was so scared. I couldn't believe that, like I said, the very first time when I'd lost all my weight and I was like, I'm going out there to inspire people. I've lost all this weight and I want to share my story. Mm. Yet going on the stage was the most frightening thing I've ever done in a, in a swimsuit because I just thought, I still thought I don't look right. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't feel very good here. I can't believe I'm going out on a stage. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to be, there's going to be loads of bright lights on me. Everyone's going to think, oh my God, look at her. What is she doing? And I just felt like so embarrassed. Now, afterwards, that very first time I did it, I kind of did feel really good. I felt uplifted. I felt I felt amazing afterwards. But there was obviously still that something missing inside me that yeah. when I looked at the photos, I was like, oh, I do look good, but I don't feel I don't feel amazing still. Something's still not right. And that is definitely what changed um, when I did it this year was I was so confident and happy in myself that I just could not wait to get out on that stage in swimwear because I'd worked so hard to figure out who I was that I just wanted to show everyone that my own personality and my own individuality on stage. And I think you didn't have to, I didn't have to be in a swimsuit. I didn't have to be in a gown. You could just see it in my face. Um, And that's definitely the main difference with swimwear round for me this year. That's definitely the round I'm most excited about as, yeah, I feel excited the most. I feel like I can get myself better across an interview. I've got a big platform and stuff that I want to do, which I can't, I can't explain my platform stood in an evening gown. That'll be in the interview. But most excited Uh, is definitely my swimwear because I was like, I'm going into MS. I was like, great, I can go into a one piece. And yes, you can do a one piece in the other categories. But I, for me, felt like, MS definitely felt like it was one piece time and I'm all for it. And then because I've now become a mum before I'm going into the MS category, I'm like, here comes the two piece, the mum's <laughs> coming out. And now I'm, like, now I'm gone, I've gone backwards and go, no, now, now I want to get my stomach out and be like, I grew a nine pound five baby and I'm getting my tummy out. On wow. Like now it's become, a, that's the bit I'm excited about. Um, and share it all over social media and be like grew a baby still getting on stage in a bikini and what anyone else thinks <laughs> like this would be the good time for a video because I'm if you could see my face like I'm absolutely beaming because it's just so nice to hear that yeah. even though you know you're now a mom you've you've like you said you've carried a baby for all that time like you're now saying no I'm going to go out in that two-piece and it's just incredible that people feel so empowered to be able to do that Mm. like why can't we inject this pageant bit into real life for everybody like in schools and that's something that I'm really passionate about and I've started doing now with my title is um doing lots of body confidence talks in schools because I just wish that real life or, or the community um within schools and the public had what we have in pageantry because I just feel like everyone would be so much happier (laughs) It's, it's it's such an incredible sisterhood of positivity yeah um, massively blows absolutely blows my mind so when people say to me pageantry is that a thing and I'm like yes it's a really oh. awesome thing as well I wish you knew it existed and trying to get <laughs> to see it and um, and people are like you want your daughter to do pageants and I'm like yes because I want her to be a confident speaker and be able to 
engage in an interview and I want yeah. her to be confident in her body and who she is of course I do why would I not want that for her but do I yeah. want her to have this international sisterhood of positivity uh yes I think I do yes yeah. yeah like if you never mentioned pageants but just listed all the amazing things that they did yeah. even like um all them things that you've just said but the community ethic that that, that we do with help and volunteering and um, mm. all the charity money that's raised Um, everyone that we help um, like the elderly homeless people like everything that just general pageant girls do if you just listed that and said would you like your daughter or your son to be in um, a community that does all of this I don't know anyone that would say no but then when you mention the word pageant everyone's like ooh ooh yeah ooh It's like that balance between uh, some people don't like them being called beauty pageants and they want them to just be called pageants. And I really like that they're called a beauty pageant because for me, it's all about the inner beauty. Mm-hmm, and definitely. That's where we want, there is something in that word and women, we do, we do desire, we have this, this inner desire to feel beautiful, but that doesn't necessarily need to be an aesthetic thing. If we can, no. we need to feel beautiful from the inside out. Um, because yeah, like you experienced, you got the outer bit and the inner bit didn't align. You still didn't feel beautiful because you hadn't no, you hadn't filled that sort of because I hadn't got that connection with both. Yeah, that's it. You've got to you've got to feel that connection both on the inside and the outside. Mm. I suppose it's where people get that. You know, when you meet someone that's really beautiful and you're like, mm, I'm not sure I like you. There's something not shining through here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I always try and reserve judgment, particularly if it's uh, someone has said something about someone else, like, you know, the grapevine, and you've heard that name mentioned before, and then you meet the actual person. I always try and reserve judgment and keep it back and, like, trust my own gut instincts and get to know the yeah. person a separate away from that. That whole thing of there's always three sides to a story, yours, mine, and the truth, and, and all those kind of things. So, which can rub some of my friends up the wrong way. Because they're like, I told you that person was a horrible person. And then you were talking to me. Like, That's because I make up my own mind. Thank you very much. Um, I always find that hard as well because generally I am very outgoing, very bubbly. And so is my husband. Like we are, we are so similar. So for us not to like someone is quite difficult. Like, because we just generally get on with everyone. We just, we're very accepting of, of different kind of cultures, ethics, all that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, for us not to like someone pretty good judge of character (laughs) I'm I don't know if I am a good judge of character my other half is and Harry can read a room he's a public speaker has been a public speaker all over the world Uh, Um, incredible human being as far as I'm concerned the best that they come and he can he can judge people and judge situations so well and I'm very like forward like yeah chat to everyone and things like that whereas he sits back a little bit more in situations and assesses them so we'll come away from the things and he'll have spotted things that completely miss me because I was so busy being the social butterfly around the room Um, yeah whereas he's like this calm calm well calming influence on me a lot of the time and Mm -hmm. can sort of like assess sees beyond what's going on in the top layer of things yeah which is always always a good quality (laughs) and so I always say I didn't know how to dress myself until I did a pageant like it changed 
colors and shapes and sizes and everything like on and off the stage what I wore for my first pageant was a disaster because it wasn't me <laughs> and it also wasn't pageantry like it just didn't work none of it worked and my gown didn't even fit um, <laughs> has pageantry changed the clothes that you wear on and off the stage like the your journey of your confidence has that changed what you dress your confidence in definitely um I think if anyone was to follow me on my Instagram page, Mrs. Galaxy UK, and you just kind of start from now and scroll even a, even a couple of months back, you'll see the change in photos um, and the more confident I get as, as I kind of develop in myself as well. Because I feel like even though I'm saying, you know, I've now got a good handle on myself. When I did Galaxy in March, I really started to understand myself. However, I think that's still a, a, a learning curve. I, I still think you learn and develop all the time. Um, so particularly when I went to America to compete and I had my holiday after, never in a million years would I have dreamed of wearing anything that was called a cropped top. <laughs> but now, <laughs> like, it just would be a, a shorts. It would just be a yeah. Oh, evil, horrible. But now, like, when I went on holiday, um, I'm all for the crop top. I just feel so confident and so amazing in, in, in myself that that just wouldn't happen before. Or even posting a photo um, on holiday in my swimsuit would be a, an absolute no. I've never done it. Um, even when I was younger, just never, ever would have dreamt of it. And and now I just feel so happy to do that because, like I said, I'm confident in myself now. But the other thing is I'm just not really that bothered about what people think. Um, and I think that's a massive hurdle in itself. So I kind of dress how I want to dress now, not, oh, well, will they approve of that? Or will the judges like that? Or do you think that my belly's okay if it's out? Or what if that person doesn't like it? that just doesn't matter to me anymore. And definitely from the first time I did pageantry, I really wanted to impress and kind of, I remember scrolling through, you know, past winners, what did they wear? How did they dress? And I pretty much copied every round as to what one of the other winners had. Whereas now I'm just very happy to, you know, design my own thing. What can I wear? What color do I want? And it's all about how I feel now rather than what does other people think? I think as well, it's really hard when you do your first pageant. I I mean, I looked at loads of people and still got it wrong. But I also, I just wanted to tick off I'd done the pageant. I wasn't kind of going to win or place. That's or, a good point. Or be yeah. right at all. So I, I invested no money or effort. I bought my bikini. Uh, well, it was like a swimsuit with bits missing. So it looked like a bikini. Um, and I bought that for like £12 in a sale. Uh, everything else was things that I had. I don't think yeah earrings or anything and I did not have pageant jewelry at all um, yeah but it's going to them and watching them and looking at the other things I've kind of got a, a, a much broader idea of what is suitable for each category and when I say suitable I mean things like you can't wear a full-length evening gown for fashion wear um yeah that's how a much good point you can cover up in swimwear if you want to with the sarongs yes. and the, and the cover-ups and things like that. Like that's, it. I've got a much broader spectrum of what is appropriate in the same way that what would be appropriate to wear to an event if the dress code was black tie. Exactly. And, you know, it yeah. needs to be fairly smart, that kind of broad spectrum. And then you can work your own magic within what's going to be, because you don't want to offend your pageant system by being like, turn up in a cardboard box for evening gown. <laughs> 
that's not <laughs> that's, that's that might be being yourself in a very interesting way whereas if you made your evening gown bottle tops but it was still an evening gown shape you could be crazy and be yourself like that like that yeah i agree i mean there, there definitely is some etiquette around kind of what you have for different rounds um a hundred percent the same as it is with being age appropriate as well yes. um I mean, I found that harder this this time round because um, I'm only 26 and I'm married. So going into a missus category, I kind of had that, well, I want to be appropriate for a missus, but I also want to... You're the age still, of a miss still, yeah. Yeah, but I still want to be able to get out there and, and show all these, like, you know, teenagers, young, young, in, young girls in their 20s that you can still be body confident and you can still show your curves and... But equally, I wanted to be appropriate as a missus. So I did find that bit a little bit hard. Um, but equally, with the teens and things, you know, the right type of swimsuit to make sure it's covering the right parts that it needs to cover would the be butt nice. The cheek hanging out there is not. Because like, that's really fashionable. I interviewed um, Romy about swimwear. But, and we talked about this interview will have gone out by the time this one does. Hers hasn't gone out yet when we're recording this, but hers will be out before this one. Um, and we talked about how uh, tr- should you factor in fashion into choosing your swimwear for a pageant? Because at the moment, they are there's like under boob and half nipple. And oh, like these, the swimwear's on I, Love Island. Like, oh. I was like, I just... This, this censoring, this needs like censor bans over yeah. this. And I'm not approved by any I mean, I personally have strong opinions about the swimwear round for the younger contestants, mm. um, particularly the teens. I just find it um, really uncomfortable and particularly when um, my husband's there and he's saying to me, I don't know where to look. Like I find it really hard. Yeah. There's loads of teens going out on, on the pageant stage and I feel really awkward about it and, and he struggles with that and he yeah. will often actually walk out the room um, as will my dad. 18 year olds and 19 year olds so they are kind of women as well it's, yeah because the teen category is quite a broad when you look at how you it's change really broad. in those yeah. years it's a very broad category yeah um, more so than I kind of want to say more so than any of the others, really, in in how yeah. much you change in those years. You change, that. yeah, agree. But, but equally, on the other side to that is, if you have the swimsuit, you know, that's right and fits really nicely and is yeah. age-appropriate for your category, it then you then look amazing. It, it kind of puts a different yeah. look on the stage because you're not thinking, oh, God, I, I, I don't know where I look here. Yeah. Like- it's comfortable, it's fine. Like she, They'll look amazing on stage, so... It, there's definitely that kind of age appropriateness in terms of outfits as well. It's a, I guess you kind of want to look at your swim. If you're a teen, look at your swim and be like, would I be comfortable sitting next to my dad on a beach? Yes, that is it. Like, yes. Your, your answers are resounding no. <laughs> you might want to think it through. <laughs> Please don't um, wear it. <laughs> no, and that, yeah, cover, but, but, but cheeks should be covered as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When they, they will do this and you'll think, oh, that's an amazing swimsuit or bikini. And then they turn around and I'm like, there is more bum than fabric. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to look. I'm squirming and feeling really. Exactly. Looking at, yeah. Too, I'm like, that's too much. And I'm not a prude. I'm not a prude. I promise I'm not a prude. But yeah. <laughs> I find it really funny. Too much. It's too, too much. much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
social media gets a lot of blame for causing body confidence issues. I yeah. I have thought I still fall into this pit occasionally, particularly because I work in the health and fitness industry and I follow a lot of health and fitness people. Um, and I I come from a place of knowledge. I know that those they will get really, really shredded, record loads of content in loads of different outfits, take loads of pictures in a, in a morning because you like don't eat through your sleep and they'll do all those bits in the morning and and then they'll put them out over the next couple of months when they have eaten and they are yeah. a bit more bloated and looking more normal I know that and yet I will still find myself falling into that pit a little bit looking at those kind of images but how can we because social media is not going anywhere we're not going to get rid of it just because it's no of issues I think on the whole it is positive um but how can we use it to improve our and others' body confidence? So social media, like you said, is not going anywhere. And actually that can be a really positive thing because the audience that social media reaches across the world globally is incredible. So it's a, it's a massive, massively powerful tool to use in a positive way. Mm. However, I think girls boys get into a cycle of um you need to kind of be instagram worthy now this is a personal subject from um a a family member going through something similar but also like i said i work in cams so children mental health service um so i see girls and boys under the age of 18 and generally social media plays the biggest part in anxiety depression low mood panic attacks because social media is so perfect the the people that you're following are so perfect all of the time whether that's sometimes they'll post you know their no makeup selfie and you think wow you look amazing still and I just feel like it's such a world of filter and editing and face tuning that you just don't know what's real anymore and something that you want to post that's real then becomes unreal again because it's been edited in some way to make it look still amazing and pageant girls are getting really really good at this promoting different hashtag campaigns and you know about not filtering and this is the real me real Instagram all that kind of stuff and again that would be amazing if it would roll out into the general public schools Mm. society in general that you don't need to be this Instagram perfect person or place because I don't know if um you've kind of noticed that places are now becoming Instagrammable so it's the flower walls, the what quirky mm-hmm. things can you put inside this restaurant or to make bar? It Instagram. Because, Come to our true, uh, the to most be, Instagrammable yeah. bar in town and things. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, because it needs to be Instagram picture perfect. I, I just think how. Um, for um, it was a workshop for Instagrammable cocktails. So it wasn't just a cocktail workshop. It was how <laughs> to make cocktails and make them Instagrammable. I've also seen mm-hmm. that on a section of a menu. Wow. It had, you know, they'd be like the gin cocktails, the vodka cocktails, the long fruity cocktails, the short spicy cocktails, the Instagrammable cocktails. That, and I'm like, wow, well, come back again. Um, that's it. That's incredible. And I think for people who say that social media don't influence our society now, 
I just yeah, think they need box. to wake up and say, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a massive thing and it's only going to get sort of worse. But like I said, we can we can make it into a positive thing. It's just about everybody jumping on board to do that. Mm. I did, um, it was actually my first appearance with my current Galaxy title was speaking at a school. Um, I did, it was an hour long talk slash workshop talk thing that I ran um, and I did it for five different groups throughout the day. Um, for year 10 students and with um I can't remember the title of it now it was like social uh, the power of social media or harnessing the power of social media and I love social media I, my work is a lot in social mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. Um, but talking to them about the dangers and we pulled up pictures on the big screen and sort of said how does this make you feel and if you were looking at this with a positive mindset how does it make you feel if you're looking at with a negative mindset how did it feel we looked at even how hashtags can influence how you feel about a picture and things like that as well and we talked about stock images and filtering and all these kind of different bits and pieces and it's funny because I work in that industry a lot there's so much that I just presume people all know Mm-hmm. But I'd thrown it into the talk anyway and they were like no we didn't know that no we didn't know that you could hire a private plane for 15 minutes and take loads of pictures and I was like we need to be talking about this more and it was really nice that the school had specifically gone out and sought someone to come in and talk about social media definitely um, and it's we were talked about how what you obviously what you put out there can affect your your work future work and finding jobs mm-hmm. and things like that but also about how we should be putting using this this tool for good and how we can be open and honest and things about how we are and how we're feeling and um but it's very it's very tricky because there are people using social media to make a lot of money definitely they have have sponsors that they're answerable to and things like that and those sponsors may it's those that also need to be stepping forward and saying yes we'd like to give you four million pounds for representing our brand on social media but you're not allowed to filter the pictures you're not allowed to overly make up yourself um and we don't want them professionally shot we want them to be natural um those brands the brands aren't doing that yet (laughs) no definitely not and on that subject as well something that um when I won Galaxy I really wanted to get into curve modeling um and really wanted to push that side of things then what I realized is that curve can start from a size 10 so actually yeah and actually um when when you are a curve model you are also edited which I kind of, I kind of didn't know, but I didn't sort of click it in my head. You are edited and your waist will often be a lot slimmer than your hips. So you have a really good kind of curvy shape. But then I'm thinking, well, that's curve. Okay. Yeah. All well and good, but it's still getting edited and not everybody's curved body looks like that. In fact, nine times out of 10, you don't. Mm -hmm. So what I thought I was going in to do something really positive about promoting curve and, you know, being curvy actually then became a bit of a thinking point for me of this also isn't real. (laughs) These, these people that I'm following on Instagram still aren't real and I don't look like that. And how's that then going to affect me if, if I wasn't as strong as I as I am now how would that then start affecting me again like it did before yeah. and I think it's really, it's, we, it's really hard it's really because also so much of how you feel you look good in an outfit is how it makes you looks, feel yeah and and you can't it's very hard to say to show in a picture on 
one person how that outfit will make you feel and that's where it gets tricky with so much shopping being online and being yeah they they have to sell you so much more in that picture it makes it so much harder than when you're going into shops and trying stuff on and feeling for fabrics you like and again because there's so much choice now and it's just I mean it's it's nice because we don't all look the same we don't all dress the same and things like that but it's you're kind of bombarded with so so many choices Mm-hmm. it's also getting a bit too much and yes definitely. fast fashion is like a whole a whole episode in itself there you go I knew I'd say it at some point um yeah the fast fashion issue is like a whole issue in itself and constantly buying new things for pageantry when could we be trying to upcycle and recycle and things a lot more all that kind of stuff um but it's, yeah I do part of me sympathizes with the fashion industry because I don't know what the solution is so even when they want to change it I kind of how how do we yeah without yeah it's really true and I think a lot of it is if we all understand if we all know the truth instead of hiding under a rock and pretending it's not happening if we all know the yeah, truth exactly like, yes, this is happening but we've kind yeah. of are we going to embrace it? Are we got a solution? I think that would be a good starting point of just saying, like, we know that. And, and to, if if we're talking about it more, people will be more aware that it's not always real. So yeah. surely that's got to be then a positive thing because it's more accepting. Then, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm kind of aware that you know these may be edited, these may be filtered. It, this isn't always real life. You've kind of got that awareness. Whereas now it's a bit taboo. Like. People are wanting social media to be amazing. They don't want to bring it down, so they don't want to talk about it. When really it's not about that. It's just about acknowledgement and realising that it's okay not to be like that or it's okay not to have a house that's pristine, like a show home, or you've got, I haven't got a feature wall to take photos on. It's just about realisation, really. It's, it's a tricky thing. I think so much of it has to start, yeah, start within and start with education. Um, education needs to to be understanding yeah needs to come back into the 21st century of of what we've got yeah needs to be adapted 100 percent so our last question uh for me uh body confidence doesn't mean you have to love every bit of yourself I'm I'm pretty body confident but there's still bits I'm working on or love more or and for me working on is normally a strength muscle definition thing um, as opposed to like a skinny thing or anything. Um, but what's your favourite and least favourite part of yourself? And how do you focus, help yourself to focus more on the bits you like? So I love my smile. Um, everyone often comments on my smile. I did and on social the other day. Yeah, oh, yes, you did. So yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I do really like my smile um, and, and my teeth in, in that. And my eyes as well. I've got particularly when um, I have nice light in photos, my eyes really stand out blue. Um, so mm. that's quite nice. The bits that I don't like um, are kind of around my love handles. So what we would call our love handles. Mine particularly stick out and I've always dreamt of wearing really body co- like slim bodycon dresses. That was yeah. one of my things when I lost loads of weight. And the first time when I'd lost like the, the 50 plus pounds, I put a bodycon dress on and thought, I look exactly the same as I did 
54 pounds before because it wasn't about weight loss it was it was it's my shape so no matter how much weight I lost yes my love handles got smaller and my little belly pouch got smaller but it was still there just in a smaller version they still stuck out in exactly the same way just my dress size was smaller but they were still there so they were still the same visibility and that was really really hard for me to get my head around because that's when I felt like I needed to keep losing weight but what I didn't realize was that was my shape yeah Yeah. and actually the only thing that's going to get rid of that is starting to eat healthy because they always it's that phrase of um abs are made in the kitchen isn't it is that right yeah Yeah. so it was realizing that maybe I need to look at my diet a little bit more now and, and kind of think about like what you said what am I putting into my body yeah. and looking at I don't like exercise I don't do it I hate it I can't stand it but actually if I wanted to change my shape is that a little bit of something that I needed to incorporate yeah um so for me that's still a work in progress and I still struggle with that Although I'm more accepting of it. So now I will still wear, like I said, shorts and crop tops don't bother me anymore. I still will get them bits out now. Um, I'm just more mindful that I would like them to change, but it doesn't affect me in the way that it did before. The um, the whole women in our tummies issue is, which is funny because it's the bit of our body that does this amazing thing and grows a human. Mm. And men, can't, like we're worried about how they look because we want to impress men, but men can't grow a human. Like, they can't do that. They have not got I wish they could. (laughs) Yeah, there were definitely moments in my pregnancy where she could. But actually, it's also this magic. And my daughter knows that. So where did you you come from? I grew in mummy's tummy. Um, And that's her and daddy. They have their secret game. They have their secret games and their secret special cuddles and their secret special kisses. But she grew in my tummy. (laughs) Yeah, it's that thing that you just can't get away from. It's just so special, isn't it? Well, but before her, I'd always wanted to be one of those girls that gets my, got my stomach out in the gym. And I've talked about this before, like I, working in health and fitness and you, I, the industry is moving a lot online with personal trainers being online and I'm a qualified personal trainer. And it was like, do I look at doing that? But to look fit online in the same way that you do in the real life, you have to look a lot slimmer than you do in real life. Like, and the definition needs to be so much stronger than Mm -hmm. how you could, I can stand in front of people now and they'll be like, yeah, you're really fit. You're in really good shape. But if I went online as a fitness model, I wouldn't at all. And um, like you have to be much more extreme to be able to do the online side of things. And so I sort of vetoed doing that. Um, I've just completely lost, when I said that, completely lost my train of thought. Well, going back want, to what you have just said, though. an interview. <laughs> interview. Like, com- complete, complete brain freeze. Um, my friend. Back to your just- thing. Yeah, no, just on that, no, just exactly what you just said there. My, um, one of my good friends, um, you know, her job was um, training Les Mills classes and things like that. And yeah. she, she did it for a good couple of years. And her definition was incredible. Now, she started posting on um, Instagram. She kind of started a, f- a fitness page. And she used to say to me, on a morning... Um, she would post her photos because like you said, that's when she hasn't eaten. That, that's when you can see all of her, of, of her muscle definition. Yet when I used to, um, every now and then, used to PT with her on a night, um, her abs might have been completely gone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you literally couldn't couldn't see them versus the photo she just posted on that morning. Mm. So we got talking a lot about like my journey and stuff. And she then started um posting photos on a night versus photos on a morning and her following just increased massively because she then kind of becomes someone real yeah so she went from this you know incredible girl with this Mm. incredible body but when she started posting them real life photos of this is what I look like on a morning sorry guys this is what I look like now people started really connecting with her and, and kind of saying oh god I can't I can't believe that's what you look like on a morning, but that's what you look like now. And you just can't always look like that either. Even when you are putting all of that hard work and effort into fitness, it's not sustainable all of the time. I've remembered what my point was now. (laughs) You would come back to me. So yeah, I'd always wanted to be one of those girls that had, that would have a top abs out in the gym or abs, that area, whether it's abs or not, but had their stomach out. And I felt like I had to, have abs to do that because of the people I was following on social media. And But after I had my daughter, I seemed to carry very, a lot of heat in that area. So even mm-hmm. if I've got like the thinnest of tops on, as soon as I lifted it up, I was so much cooler. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, sod this for a laugh. I'm going to train in my sports bra and my bottoms instead of wearing a top and have my stomach out. And wh- well, no matter what it looks like. And I've just got so much more love now for my midsection having to get it out all the time and I'm used to having it out so when I get up on stage for swimwear it's gonna be like another day at the gym because I always have my tummy out well isn't that interesting when we think about everything we've just talked about about social media and um you know people are so self-conscious about how other people look versus them because everyone needs to be instagrammable yet two examples there of yourself and my friend when they started posting them real actual raw photos their following became more because it's that connection. It's that real life that social media is missing that was there before, but now all of a sudden it's gone again. And I think I think it's a massive um, miss in 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 this in social media at the moment because it would just be so much better for for people to post that real life stuff. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's missing. It's there's a gap there for that real raw footage yeah from a from a from a follower yeah definitely I think the other one as we're as we're talking about fitness online might as well just add this <laughs> a little thought on before we wrap up um is I get people getting overly obsessed about trying to look like a certain celebrity and then they realize or oh, an online celebrity like insta famous and stuff yeah and then realize, actually they're not interested in that body type so they get obsessed over someone that's very strong looking, but they actually would rather have a yoga body and um, that's yeah. lean or they much rather be curvy and therefore, yes, with lifting weights would help them be curvier and things like that. It's actually really assessing the body you want. And I'm going to go into this more in future episodes because that's definitely been a part, a big part of my fitness and my big part of my pageant journey is identifying mm-hmm. the kind of body look and feel like internally how I want my body to feel I like feeling very physically strong and like I could lift the sofa up on one hand if I wanted to do sort of thing I like that feeling but it took me a while to identify that because for a long time I was aspiring to what I would call a like a slim yoga physique yoga Mm -hmm. physique and 
I kind of like doing yoga a little bit, but I no way would do enough yoga to get that body anyway. Um, there's no, like my body frame wouldn't, would never turn into that. I can't like shape yeah. it my bones. Um, but for a long time, that was the kind of what I thought was the aspirational physique. So that's what I was trying to achieve. Whereas mm-hmm. once I actually looked at the kind of bodies that I thought, yeah, I feel like that I'm drawn to looking that way. And it happened to be that they were the really strong ones. And then lo and behold, it turned out I really love weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> there was a reason I was drawn to that. So we we need to stop getting hooked up on social media with things we don't even want. Yeah, this is true. It's exactly right. Yeah. FOMO about doing like people traveling the world and all these amazing places. And I look at it getting FOMO and realize I don't like traveling. <laughs> I don't like leaving the house. <laughs> travel to the back garden look at that's my amazing a, back garden that's a push I mean there's spiders out there I don't <laughs> awesome I'm we've gone way over so I will wrap things up um how can we find you on social media so you can find me on my Facebook page, which is Mrs. Galaxy UK 2019, and the same on Instagram, Mrs. Galaxy UK. Um, my personal page is Kaylee Atkinson, and I do lots of motivational speaking and stuff on there as well. So any of them three? Fantastic. I will link them all in the show notes. Um, and if you found this video posted anywhere else, that video video podcast posted anywhere else, <laughs> then it will be in because I was recording videos earlier today isn't it um then you will find the links for all your bits and pieces on there as well um so thank you so much for joining me this evening um such uh, a rock and roll Thursday night um, thank you so much for having me Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you spent some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.